The rubrics for the Easter Vigil Mass direct that nine readings, seven from the Old Testament and two from the New Testament, are to be read at the Easter Vigil, and that's so that it retains the kind of the feel of a vigil service, that you keep watch through the night and keep doing prayer things. So it does, however, for pastoral reasons, allow that the number of the Old Testament readings can be reduced to three. But it still stipulates that the reading from the Exodus, crossing of the Red Sea, should never be omitted from those three Old Testament readings. And clearly this is because the Easter Vigil is to resound with the theme of baptism. And the crossing of the Red Sea is the paradigm theme prefiguring baptism. St. Paul says, Our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses and into the sea. Crossing of the Red Sea has always been interpreted because of this passage and just because of its nature by the fathers of the church and even, at, even by our liturgical tradition as a prefiguration of baptism par excellence. The interesting thing that I would like to point out is that the Israelites, when they crossed the Red Sea, never ever got wet in this symbolic baptism. The Egyptians were all drowned in the sea, we learn, but the Israelites, quote, had marched on dry land through the midst of the sea with the water like a wall to their right and to their left. In the long run, this turns out to be their downfall in a sense. You have heard the saying, I'm sure, you can take the Israelites out of Egypt, but not Egypt out of the Israelites. And how true that is. Not long after seeing the dead bodies of the Egyptians floating on the shore, and after having given a triumphantly joyful thanks, hymn of thanks to God for his deliverance, here they are, after crossing, pining away, whining like a busload of hungry children, longing for their flesh pots in Egypt, and even bowing down in idolatry before a golden calf. In a sense, would that they would have died in the Red Sea, because the wrath of God was about to consume them, and were it not for the intervention of Moses, would have. So it is wrong, I think, to think only of the Israelite crossing of the Red Sea as the paradigm image prefiguring baptism. You should think of that, but you must also think of that very poignant image of the dead bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the shore. It's a rather morbid image, and it's supposed to be. That too, in conjunction with the crossing of the Red Sea, is essential to the image of baptism. St. Paul asks us for this reason, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? If you wake up on Easter Sunday morning and do not see dead bodies, so to speak, floating on the shore, then you shouldn't rejoice. Don't sing Alleluia. Don't say, let us sing to the Lord, he has covered himself in glory. Because now your enemy is still in the midst of you. Your enemy crossed through the Red Sea with you on dry land. Only now he is concealed with his idolatrous daggers, and even more dangerous because of his treachery. He looks like you in every way. You haven't changed, neither has your enemy. Your enemy is still in the midst of you. The Venerable Bishop Fulton Sheen liked to remind us that if we looked at where we were last year at this time and, can, and have not advanced from that point, 
then not only have we not advanced, but we have actually gone backwards. He often said, Dead bodies float downstream, like a canoe going upriver. You can't glide and let the current take you. You must progress by labor. You should see the dead body of your old man going downstream, and after sloughing that off, then you can sing. Then you will be renewed like an eagle. Then you can say on Sunday morning, Alleluia.